0: We got another day of NBA action, and with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet five dollars get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you win. Flash, the Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. He just can't miss tonight. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more. Only on FanDuel. Dog comedy television online live on YouTube. Please. Welcome to your screen. You know them. You love them. From Chica Chica with the Titas, it's the Tita Collective.
3: Hello. 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 It's uh, Um Hello.
4: Is everyone a- <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, I guess before we um, we get uh, into this, uh, we want to start with um, acknowledging that the land that we uh, are in, um, Toronto, which we immigrated to, is the territory of many nations, um, Mississa- including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Haudenosaunee, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, and the Wendat, and uh, we want to acknowledge their enduring presence in these lands, past, present, and future, and, that we're so grateful that we have the opportunity to be able to do this and have this conversation here, um, especially given the climate. So, um, Yeah, so, Mary Chris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are we introducing ourselves individually? Uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> Hi everyone, so in case you don't know us, we are the Tita Collective. We are a collective of multidisciplinary artists based in Toronto, Canada. Uh, we use different mediums such as theater, comedy, music, film, uh, any medium we can kind of get our hands on to tell stories from the Philippine diaspora, including podcasting like this. Yeah, so I guess we should
4: introduce ourselves. So mm-hmm. Talia.
3: That's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Your I'm last name <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, I'm Mary Chris. Hello. I'm Ann
5: Paula.
3: (laughs) I'm Ellie Posadas. I'm Isabel Kanan. I'm Belinda Corpus. (laughs) Hi.
1: Hello. Hello.
4: (laughs) Okay. uh, Chica, chica. (laughs) What we usually do with this podcast is um, we uh, break down uh, pieces of our show or work so we can like talk about uh, the themes that we. usually talk about in our show like Tita jokes um, and today we're going to share um, uh, one of our uh, comedy sketches at Tita Avengers is what we call it um, and we're going to break down a little bit about uh, we're gonna discuss the sketch and how it came to be and like um, the themes there and why we're and we're gonna talk about why we're talking about it now and why it's relevant today and yeah without further ado I um, Connor, do you want to put up Teach Avengers?
1: (laughs)
0: Hey. <laughs> oh i missed.
2: wow I, oh, I haven't sh- watched that in a really what long time.
4: A
0: journey i
4: know oh, i miss
0: that, that so much
2: yeah and how relevant
4: <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah so i mean teeth avenger so like let's let's talk about it um uh have you what do you think about that sketch like why are we why are we talking about the sketch Let's think about like the obviously the theme of this sketch is very uh relevant, but I think overall, um, so to begin with, like uh that sketch is a part of our show, Tita Jokes, which was a love letter to um the women in the Philippine diaspora. Um, and and our goal with that show is to was to bring um things that were a bit like we wanted to uh bring things that were a bit difficult to talk about or experiences that you don't really see on stage. Um, we wanted to bring them on stage and um, uh, like coming from just, just to say up front, like I'm not the most politic, like I, I don't read the news like every second of the day. You know what I mean? I'm coming from a place of like, I still need to learn a lot of things. Um, but for me, like, Tita Avengers was really special because uh, I thought I think we were really trying to tackle um, like politics and obviously like the what's happening in the Philippines mm-hmm. in a, mm-hmm. a way that was like uh, accessible to people. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think comedy does that really well. So, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: yeah, sorry, you were saying something uh yeah, what's great about this is exactly what you were saying Alia, not a lot of people that exactly, watch the news. The, everyone has their different way of approaching politics. And this sketch, we melded political essences but also um social like 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 the social essences as well of like cultural um the cultural references that we put into like just um, the titas having varicose veins cockroaches flying how many times do we see comedy sketches um, about pests like raccoons and and squirrels yeah we never see flying cockroaches because that's so specific to the Philippines and so we wanted to put that in the sketch as well and if the Filipinos see that and relate to that then they'll see like oh, if this is happening, then this is happening as well, which is like our way of bringing the politics into our show.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely speak for myself when I say also kind of like an agreement to what you were saying, Alia, in terms of politics and especially what's happening in the Philippines. Um, and especially before I joined the Tita Collective, I knew very little about what was going on. And I think for most people, it's safe to say that it's, it's quite intimidating to 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 tackle and to delve into that, um, just because there's so many things you know, that you need to be informed about. And so I think that um, Tita adventures is so important because it sort of allows this kind of like an, an, an a nice, not I don't want to say nice, but it's almost like an introduction to to see or like a window to see what's going on in the Philippines and kind of like open conversation in a way that, you know, is lighthearted for lack of a better word because I know for me Mm -hmm. um like it you know with with Duterte like I I I didn't know very much but on workshopping and working on this sketch it um kind of enlightened me a little bit more about what was going on and I think that's the, the the beauty of of these sketches and this sketch in particular is that it also allows for people to have conversations about this
3: as well yeah.
4: So, like, for uh, uh, at the time of this recording, so for people who don't know, like, when we refer- were when we're referencing what's happening in the Philippines, um, there's a there's a bill, um, the anti-terrorism bill, and that's sort of uh, in limbo right now. But in and there are a lot of people who are against it, and there are a lot of people who are speaking out because um, once it passed, it so it it uh, defines what a terrorist is. Pretty broadly and uh, people are really worried that um, because the definition is so broad that um, you can easily uh, categorize like criticism or even someone said like if you criticize the government or if you satirize or if you even like memes can be uh, included so you, you could get persecuted for that so everyone's a little bit worried about it and that's sort of what the big Thing is in the Philippines right now. Um, so yeah, so in, in this sketch, this sketch, we wrote this last year. Um, um, uh, we wanted, um, we wanted, because this is like a, a conversation that's ongoing, and it's, and it's difficult when we live with, you know, we live in a community where every, you know, everyone's kind of, we um, don't really, like, we don't really talk about it, right? Like. Mm normally talk about it in dinner table because it's divisive um but now I'm finding like people our age or people younger than us um I find they're like confused about how to approach um this because you know now you see it all over the social media but they're like how come I didn't know about (laughs) I didn't know this was coming um and uh and I look to I look to more like like how come I know more about American news than I do, Filthy uh, news, and honestly, it's because like I watch things like The Daily Show and you know John Oliver and things like that. So that's sort of that was sort of like the thinking of bringing um, this conversation into our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: the first time we wrote this too. I don't know if, you're, uh, if you all remember, but like the first time, it was between Duterte's battle with um, <laughs> with the, the drug the drug wars in the Philippines, and then and then after that, he made headlines with um, well, the Philippines made headlines with Canadian trash the recycling oh, yeah. thing, yeah. and then yeah. we incorporated that, and then um, the then the um, uh, uh, basically women speaking up. Uh, to deter it was big and so we decided to incorporate all that and who knows now with this and <laughs> now with this we can <laughs> re-edit again <laughs> yeah well maybe
4: that's, maybe we can talk about sort of like different aspects of that sketch since so we just watched it um so there are lots of elements so first of all shout out to sex t-rex who yeah. mentored us through a process mm-hmm. of um sharing their uh like if you can see it's a very choreographed sketch and that's a very sex T-Rex style. Um, they're also, uh, they have a show on bad dog TV as well. So it's D D. So check them out. Um, thank you to them. That was like 10 hours of work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so That was great. Um, I think like for us, the why it was Tita Avengers is because like we wanted to, uh, portray Titas and women who, um, even, like, when we were starting, like, sometimes when you're referred to as a Tita or, like, an auntie, it's like you're no longer, you know, you're no longer young or fresh or relevant, right? And we wanted to, um, mm-hmm. we wanted to confront that. And we wanted to, uh, we wanted, and, and with this, we actually were, like, very, no, Titas are superheroes, hence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um Yeah, for me, like, for me with this sketch, the whole point of it is that, they come together come together to fight something um, that they they don't believe in or you know they come together to overcome something and i think that's like a message that really resonates with me specifically now um yeah and then mm-hmm. there are different elements too like maybe each of us can pick a favorite like
6: what is your favorite part of the sketch and why mm. i think oh oh, oh. Sorry, <laughs> I guess to jump in um, something that we were talking about before reflecting on this and um, what I'm really noticing the strength in, in this sketch is how, how to stay activated and how to break the silence. Because what, what's really cool, like what Alia was saying was, you know, here, here we're witnessing people coming together um, and breaking, breaking their silence in order to fight for something. Um, for the whole, so like, you know, the, yeah, they they say, oh, I have varicose veins, I have this and that, and and um, but it's like, okay, everything that's happening now is beyond, like these these worries, these personal worries that I'm having, um, and in, like I I need there's something greater to 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 fight for. So that's uh, what I find, like watching it again, that was that was really. to see is like oh yeah like we we can still stay activated we can we can break our complaints complacency um and and confront what's really happening and and come together and and um keep that momentum going keep that Mm -hmm. activism um alive even if it's something that we've like people don't really identify with or haven't identified with prior to to things um, coming into light so, which is so relevant to what is happening now with with every you know what's happening in our society so yeah
3: <laughs> yeah and it's great too how it's all different characters that are coming mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. you can really see that their backstories are different and like even um uh T- tita judy yeah. ha- has gone to therapy and all <laughs> these things like they they had their own journeys and then now they have to come together for this it's such a beautiful way of doing it yeah like the word that popped out was
6: accountability and I think that's something that we're all yeah. really mm-hmm. really um confronting right now is like is is accountability and and how we can uh, we can speak up how to use our voice so yeah um, yeah i
4: mean like you pointed out like the therapy part I remember that was like a, a an addition to second you know oh that that was an addition to the remount of the show so this was like draft number five I don't know and we we really wanted to add um, <laughs> we just really wanted to add like that like sometimes you need to do uh emotional work to be able right. to come uh, to come back and help you yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. know yeah be harmful i mean it's such a small thing but it's like it's, but it's so- important it's yeah me, right like i feel like especially with how heavy a lot of and a lot of the topic right now with like um with everything that's happening with black lives matter with everything that's happening with you know, terror bill and just like you know everything covid oh my gosh and even
5: <laughs> <it's> yeah. <crazy. laughs> yeah um yeah how it's, it's just can- a perfect you know you know, it's just yeah. like a phase we're just going through a phase.
4: <laughs> but it's it's like it's important to also do that internal work. Yeah. Um. Just like Tita, what was it? Tita, Tita Judy. Judy. Yeah. Judge
5: yeah. Judy. No one likes to be yeah. the judge, like the judge. I mean, I guess jumping. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess since we're talking about Tita Judy, um, I just wanted to jump in because like as ellie was saying um she she was an addition to um to the version 59 of of this um (laughs) play of this uh, (laughs) of this sketch um and because i i was away for the first um, round of doing the show and it was already such a, a a a well composed well like choreographed um number so like I remember the day that we, like, tried figuring out what else, like, who is this other tita, who's this other version, it was very challenging, but um, I think when it came down to it, the accountability, yes, is, like, the biggest, is the word that I carry with me when I, when I'm playing tita Judy, (laughs) because um, especially, like, especially now, um, there's a lot of relearning that um, the community has to do, and readjusting. And just, just, just going back and seeing the things that you've said in the past, or you know, the thoughts that you've had, and um, facing it head on, even though it might be really scary and really um, painful. So it's, yeah, I, um, it was really exciting to get to be the judgmental Tita that is trying to change herself. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, I think it's it's so so relevant. Yeah, so incredibly, incredibly relevant right now. now
4: you were your teacher rookie who his central role
0: i was just thinking about that actually yeah and like the question you asked about like what's your favorite part i love that there's it's not really like outlined like heavily i mean i guess it kind of is but that intergenerational like friendship and like mentorship that happens as like rookie is the one who um kind of goes on this journey to like re like to reunite the titas and um i love that like I love that I could get like a full like character arc in that sketch because she eventually ends up joining the Teeth Avengers and becoming a superhero herself.
4: Yeah. She normalizes like, them. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just love that Power of
1: the Youth. The Power of the Youth. Like, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly it. And I'm like <laughs> the people that um I love just like seeing her. And, you. you know what and a thing that, you know, we joke about. Um is that she's still learning even when uh-huh. it comes to like pronouncing like <laughs> the pronouncing the name correctly <laughs> um it's a joke and it's funny at first but it's also just like okay right now she's still learning about this and she's gonna go along and she's gonna learn with the rest of Tita's. is they just really like join hands and fight together and i love just seeing that like that friendship and that power that comes together and especially um, uh, um with especially with the black lives matter movement that's happening right now and and the anti-terror bill to be honest. The people that I'm seeing that are being most outspoken about this and are really becoming like resources are the youth, they're the people who are around our age or even younger. I'm seeing so many like activist university students who not only feel really secure in who they are and secure in their beliefs and their morals and but they're open to helping to teach others to or willing to have those difficult conversations with our elders with the people in our families or communities who hold pretty problematic views which is, like, I feel like we can a lot of us can relate to but I mean, it's really just like kind of empowering and it also just gives me so much hope I mean, like because they are the ones who like they're inheriting this world after us mm-hmm. and really really just committed to making it a better place than what they're growing up in now and like I've been seeing a lot of those like class of twenty twenty videos that some celebrities putting out. I know Beyonce did one that made me just straight up cry. Um, but this to me is showing that like you are going through incredible amounts of like distress right now. Like you are graduating, not only like it's hard enough to be graduating high school, you know, any or any post secondary thing, but you're doing this in a pandemic while we're all quarantined and separated from each other um, among. A whole revolution that's happening right now, but they're so, they're so strong, and they're so willing and knowing that, you know, just like this is going to be a long fight, and we are here, we're ready to fight with you.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has everyone said what their favorite part
0: is?
2: Oh, I guess I haven't said anything yet about it. Um, I mean, there's like so much to love about this, but while Merry Christmas, speaking, I kind of thought about like what kind of role does um Tita Flip play or um I guess what a question that came to mind was like why she chose to to leave to disband from the Teach Teach Avengers in the first place and um just going back on what she says she goes there's no way I'm going back to that life again and it sort of brings to mind like the feeling of fear when it comes to being an activist and an ally um because you know at this time, like everyone wants to be very sensitive about um, what they're saying, and and you know educate themselves at the same time, but also be be diligent. You know, there's just so many things. Um, I know for me, um, you know, there is a lot of fear, um, just you know, in regards to so many different things of that, and also fear of the world and and that stuff. But um, it also made me think about you know being able to find a community. Um, you know, that is like-minded to help you and encourage you going towards, um, you know, solidarity and, and, and learning how to be a good ally um, and, and finding those resources and using those resources and sharing those resources to, to continue to educate yourself. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, among all the, the, the things that we're sharing um, on social media right now, uh, there was one meme that, you know talked about occupying lanes and I know for one like as soon as you know um, all the protests started happening with uh, Black Lives Matter I, I wanted so badly to, to do as much as I could um, but also understanding like you, you don't have to occupy all those la- lanes all the time you have a community that can you know help you do all those things and so, yeah, I mean, it just made me really think about, um, you know, speaking to other people and, and continuing to want to, to educate yourself and acknowledge and take accountability and unlearn a lot of things um, so we can go towards, you know, the, the root of anti-racism and sort of sharing that awareness as well. So, I mean, it's okay to, to express that you are scared those things are valid too.
4: Yeah. Um, like you were saying, uh, with occupying lanes, so for us, we've uh we've chosen the medium of comedy.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Right. And um I'd love to know from everyone like why why did why did why are you here? Like why did you pick comedy? Like why why are you a part of teacher jokes? Like what is why is that the thing that we chose to talk about these things.
3: For me, because like um, in my, I think laughter is such a universal thing. Um, and so it's so hard to bring even like my mom out to, to a drama, to a drama show or movie. She's like, I don't get it. But when there's laughter, even just like physical, you know, something physical, she'll laugh. What, what was the story about? She's like, I don't know, but that was funny. Um, so it was it was that it was seeing that with her and my entire family it was being able to laugh that really brought us all together and so I wanted to take that to the next level because we all laugh and it's great and we feel great but it's another level to add like a point of view into it and you laugh at first but then you're like you also laugh because it's true And once you start thinking, yeah, that's funny because it's true. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's true. And if the truth (laughs) is not what you thought it was before, you're going to start rethinking things. And now your views are going to be shifting all around. So that's why also I like playing Duterte because the thing about politics is, um, you know, the winner is going to be whoever's the loudest. So a lot of people don't see these things in Duterte, but when we were making Duterte the villain, we didn't have to do much. (laughs) We literally just took things that he did on the media that he does every day, and we just put it up on stage. We didn't have to make up villain mannerisms. That was him himself. So, hey, if you're laughing because it's true, Better rethink your votes next time.
4: I mean, I'm, you know, when in your evil laughter in the shadow, and the, like I was like, Yep,
1: that's, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's <Elastic> it.
4: Classic politician <laughs> laughter. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no notes. No notes. No. Oh
5: my
6: god.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> I mean yeah I mean I agree with what Izzy said. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Yeah. It's it's accessible, right? Yeah. Like, and and that's a, Yeah, that's the thing especially when we're we're reaching out to say our
5: you, you know just our
6: community but a lot of the time it's like elders. It's and it's really it's like here we can show you truth but um let's use comedy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, And and I, I feel like it also mm-hmm. like it's it i think just in general with tita jokes it to see the bridge being built intergenerationally that's been very powerful mm-hmm. and so um you know the sketches i remember my dad being like my favorite sketch is the tita vendor sketch right oh, wow. and, like, and so yeah Tito Yeah, like, you know my parents they have a lot of activism and like in their background, and <laughs> and that was just really funny because it's like, oh, of course. But then when when you hear it from other people that you wouldn't expect to hear that comment, it's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it's like, oh, my my friend really liked that too. And I was like, oh, that guy. Like, I didn't. I've never heard him talk about
0: politics before. So, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> well, kind of going okay. off.
3: Ooh. Oh, sorry. Going, on, go
0: on, go on. <laughs> Kind of going off that. Uh, like actually, Belinda, what you just said. People who are not really like typically like invested in like the politics also kind of like what you were saying earlier ellie um i think i had a bit of like a reverse situation where like my parents aren't super super involved with knowing what's happening with deterrence in the philippines but we obviously like they know when the big stuff comes <laughs> and uh i've heard at like different family gatherings before COVID hit that whenever one of Duterte's antics happened again. And she's like, Hey, are you going to do a sketch about that? And I was like, so you're listening. And mm-hmm. like, Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Yeah. Because they also, they also know that this is something that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. And, and like listening is such a skill at this time too. Mm-hmm. You, you know? know, so that's, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. One thing for me um, that always, uh, someone tagged us in this quote, which was really cool. Because it was like, we like, oh no, we made it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, uh, someone, uh, uh, it was Dr. The Pinay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Dr. Thera yeah. Pinay, at Dr. Thera Pinay, just so I'm uh, giving her credit. Oh,
1: um, yes.
4: it, she yeah. said that humor, like Filipina, Filipino humor, is resistance, is an act of resistance. And, you know, like sometimes I see, it's uh sometimes I see a lot of work and I think especially when I was starting out doing comedy and I was starting out um, um putting together like like an artistic practice and 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 the things that I would always mind and the things that people seem to really want to see was like my trauma, you know, like my trauma and it's really um it's really like starting to hit me that I'm, I'm really starting to question like who does that benefit?
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You no,
4: know, like for example, like Izzy, you ex- you expressed it like you're like um, a lot of Filipinos don't go into theater, so because a lot of it doesn't speak to them. But then, like we put up a, a comedy show and we filled we filled that theater, which we thought we weren't going to fill. We filled that theater with Filipino bodies, and we and they laughed as a community Mm -hmm. and felt very powerful you know um I mean I'm sure like sure I've been in plays before and and it's like Philippine stories and like it's been cathartic but I've never felt like one where like it's galvanized me to do more
1: Mm -hmm.
4: to learn more and like it felt like like that energy felt positive and for uh uh, uh fulfilling and satisfying. And it, it really felt like it drove people forwards and made people more curious about it too. Like, you know, I'd never done any work where people were like, I want to know more. And like I think that's why Jon Stewart and all those folks, like, you know, like satirizing uh uh what's happening and and, and being able to um distill it so that it's like. Not, I don't want to say palatable, but just like sort of like easier to absorb. Yeah. Um also informs people and it also is like inspires. Like that's how I view like comedy now anyway. And like when I want to present something and it's like trauma versus joy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of I kind of feel like um the joyous part is like for uh especially for times like this. Um well, it's kind of hard to be like, <laughs> funny during times like this. But like, I do feel like focusing on um, the, how amazing our culture is and our heritage is and our community is, as opposed to focusing on like, how, how um, fragile, like, you know what I mean, intergenerational relationships are, you know, so I think like Hannah, Hannah Gessie said, it's like, you kind of like learn from like, what you focus on. So it's yeah. like focus on like community and togetherness and like coming together to overcome something. Um, like that's personally for me something like I'd like to build 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 on, build
2: off on. Speaking on that also, because um, you know, like I do come from a theater background, but especially like when it is um stuff that deals with you know traumatic things, leaving a show that is isn't a comedy is, is really hard to like feel um you know mobilized enough to continue in the work to fight the cause and so what I think you know what you were to piggyback on what you were saying Alia is that comedy allows to cover all the bases with without trying to you know take away the feeling of wanting to be proactive. Because I know, for one, like, as much as it's beautiful to see my stories represented or, you know, just like, you know, any minority to feel represented in theater, a lot of the time I've left being like, fuck, like, that was really triggering. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, my first instinct is to to shut everything out. And so I think comedy is great because it's welcoming. And it's like, you know, you were saying like, it's it's tangible, it's right there. And it, it kind of like ignites wanting to take action right away because you leave the theater being like, you know, laughing and then laughing and realizing, oh, shit, that's true. And then being like, OK, let me learn more about this then. So I think that it's great in that sense where it's just like
3: mm-hmm.
2: it keeps the momentum going, I think is what I want to say.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read something about like the Goldilocks phenomenon or something like that, where if something, if let's say you watch something and it's too, it gets you too down, you're not going to want to do anything. And Mm -hmm. on the other side, if it gets you like too, like, you know, like some of the comedy here in Toronto, shout out. Um, uh, (laughs) It's like jokes per minute, jokes per minute, but they're not hitting on the heart. So then it's all that. Then you don't get enough of the, well, what am I gonna do? I, like, it's all happy-go-lucky. No, yeah. I think the balance of of finding a way of like we are doing this comedically, but we also found the heart in it and the point of view. We're putting it all in this so that you can do something about it as well.
4: Right. well let's talk about yeah. that. Sorry, <laughs> Did you want to say something, and then we will go back to what Izzy said.
5: Ah, uh, I was just gonna like reiterate, basically, it's like the most digestible I feel uh, kind of for um, kind of uh, outlet of of art because it, it is universal and I uh, for me, I think that it really takes you like joy really takes you through different emotions. So doing comedy kind of opens the doors, opens the floodgates for you to feel so many different things and go through different experiences and and face those um with like a baseline of joy um so like you can laugh and then two seconds be crying and then and then be angry and be laughing because you're so angry you know it's so it's it's really exciting to be able to help facilitate that um because sometimes that like as artists we we face that head-on but for folks that um, don't feel like they get a chance doing that in their everyday lives, um, feeling repressed and not be able to to express, um, I, like I feel like I could speak. With all of us, we feel very fortunate to like be able to be a part of that release because we get to release all like release joy and emotions, even just like as a group together. We're able to figure it out. Um, <laughs> What? Where am I going? But you know what I mean. Like, it, it's it's a it's a pass. Comedy mm-hmm. is a pass to feel. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, yeah. Stamp, stamp yeah. Stamp in the passport. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Like, like that. Circle. Wow. So, I was talking <laughs> about
4: when um, like what what came to mind, Izzy is so. We are also at a very special time right now, where a lot of comedy institutions are being forced to confront sort of how they have been doing business or they've been approaching how they do comedy and now us titas like we're independently produced like we produce our own work why is that yes
3: (laughs) let's talk about that (laughs) let's talk about that Why? Is Maybe because those uh, comedy institutions Go we don't on. fit in what they want. Because what they want is a very specific point of view, and their point of view mm-hmm. is is being funny for no reason, mm-hmm. or being funny and not take any risks. Right. So, yeah, I think
1: <laughs>
4: just walk that back for a second.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, we got to the—that's the conclusion for sure. But walking back, um, so I really want to talk about, like, let's talk about Canadian co- comedy and um, why we had to—we had to. We didn't have a choice but to produce independently because there's just there was no way in my brain. Like when I was starting comedy the idea that there could be six six Filipinas on stage all having very distinct characters, you know what I mean, in sketches and being able to fill a whole hour of sketches was just not a thing that I thought was possible. In fact, when I was going through a very prominent institution's conservatory program, <laughs> um, it really felt like there could only be one and it really felt like if you became very if you started talking specifically about things that um that was relevant to your culture, it might alienate the comedy audience, which is like cis whitehead. Sorry, yeah. cis whitehead mm-hmm. um people. <laughs> so you weren't really encouraged to do that. And the thing is, and and the thing that also like Toronto is a very diverse place, and one thing that we never talk about is that humor like humor is universal but like everyone's humor is different
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: everyone has different kinds of, like there are different kinds of jokes all over the world but somehow we came up we came up in a in a place where we came up and sorry we came up and like for me what was in ingrained in my head was that what's funny is funny Right? So it's it's like, like sure what's funny is funny but like the undertone of, of that is like what I think the institution, the people who are like shaping the comedy community and the people who who just like got here, not first, but maybe second.
1: <laughs> um,
4: they're the ones who decided, yeah. They're the ones who decided what's funny. And so like what I thought was funny and naturally, what I found joy in isn't something that they found funny and therefore isn't funny. Because that's, you know, they decide what's funny. What's yeah. funny for me is for me.
3: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we Canada. <laughs> yeah. Canada embraces itself in multiculturalism, yet your comedy is not that. How is that Canadian? And you want to be Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, like, on the stage, it doesn't really... Like,
0: it's like a comedy in theater. What, like, the yeah. multiculturalism? For the large, for the most part, not reflected on the stage, not reflected in the audience. And I know that's a big reason as to why we also formed. But it's, it's like, you know, I want to be able to bring my family. Like, see, like, I like I love theater, and I love co- I love live comedy so much, but yeah. I know my relatives won't go. Like, they... Like, they don't mm-hmm. feel like that's a space where they're welcome in, or they don't feel like that's something that is for them. And so yeah. we had to come up and produce in our own ways and, like, with our own practices so that we can ensure that our communities, like, felt safe and be like, hey, this is a place for you to enjoy, or like this is a place where you can laugh and be in the audience. Like, we want you there. This is This is for us, but it's also even more so for you to see mm-hmm. ourselves like represented both on stage and in the audience too.
2: And and not only were like we not only did we get feedback from a lot, like a lot of the Filipino community that they felt represented in these sketches, but a lot of other um you know, people belonging to like a minority group also could relate to a lot of these stories as well. So really we just we wanted to make sure that you know, we were speaking on things that like, cause if I brought my parents to any other like comedy show in Toronto, they'd be like, what the hell is going on? What mm-hmm. the hell is going on? So, Why did you
0: bring me
4: here? So in summary, in summary, they were wrong. Our comedy, our comedy and our voices are valid. Yeah. And keeping us out of those institutions and keeping us from learning those skills it's like it was oppressive it was oppressive because for me because i learned i i discovered comedy and i discovered that i was funny that was like my pathway to finding out that i felt like that my voice is valid and that's how i found you right and then we created this and and now comedy is my rebellion
1: (laughs) <laughs>
3: right. yeah. Join the rebellion, everybody!
1: Join the rebellion. Yes.
4: So when you watch comedy shows, look at who's producing those shows. Look at who, who they support. You know, because you are what you consume.
5: Yeah. Right.
4: So and it, and it, just, uh, DM us if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your
5: mic
4: oh. is here. there. You go. Okay, so um, I think we're, oh my gosh, we're gonna wrap up soon. So like, why why are we talking about this? Today? Like, so we're talking about comedy as a rebellion and like, why is that relevant to like what's happening with like Black Lives Matter and um, 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 anti-terror bill and COVID and like, you know, why is
3: that important? Occupy your lane, know your, you know, know what you're good at. And- keep doing it, um, people will listen, boom, you're golden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
6: like s- stay activated. <laughs> I think right. that's the big thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, use your voice and, and use the gifts that you have. Um, and even that you may you may not know that you have and, and you're still discovering, like use them um, mm-hmm. because they can make a difference. Yeah.
0: And find it's a community tough. of people Yeah, that mm-hmm. are going to learn with you that can mm-hmm. help you and you can help each other.
6: Yeah. And there's think,
2: there, oh go ahead. No so no 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 no. Finish your thought, You go ahead. No. It's like there
6: um it's like there's power in coming together.
2: Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think we all <laughs> we have a responsibility also because we have a platform and a following to speak on these things. Um and you know, if you're you know, if we're we're talking about one thing, it's important to speak speak on all of the, you know, social justice issues, especially Black Lives Matter. We have a responsibility to show our solidarity and to encourage our following to do the same thing and, and to encourage the Filipino community to also stand up for our Black peers because, you know, we have to make this our issue and it's our responsibility to inform other people what's going on. and And with that, you know, to acknowledge also our privileges as well. You know, because you know our people have experience in in what oppression feels like, and we, you know we can't we even even that we still acknowledge our privileges, and so we have to show um, how important it is to use our voices to speak on on Black Lives Matter and to 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 speak on what's happening in the Philippines with the um, the terror terrible and all that stuff. Um, because it's important mm-hmm.
4: Yeah mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah as, as you put that up, So I guess what we were trying to, what we're trying to say is comedy is our lane and we're learning and we're doing as we're learning because it's urgent like the time it's urgent and we're we make mistakes. you're gonna make mistakes. you're always going to mess this up. But you have to be open to learning so we also wanted to share some resources for you to support the black lives matter movement to support anti um junk the terror bill um and that's gonna be on in the in the links below whoa <laughs> um so please check them out <laughs> and i guess i guess that's we're gonna wrap up we're gonna wrap up mm-hmm. Meredith, did you want to take us home in a bowl
0: <laughs> sure thing. So, thank you, everyone, for yeah, t- uh, oh, okay, I'm good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Um, as Elias said in the comments, you can find a list of resources for Black Lives Matter as well as the John Kerry bill. We are also all happy to talk about, you know, talk about these things with you as well. Uh, in terms of our podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed uh, what you heard today what you listened to, we do have a, our regular podcast, Chica Chica with the Titas. If you like what you heard, give us uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts, subscribe or follow. <laughs>
1: Vibe, yes.
0: Uh, subscribe and follow on Spotify. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And this has been... Chica, chica, with her
4: Yeah. So we just wanted to shout out. Thank you so much to Bad Dog Theater. Thank, thank you. Salamat. It was really great. Connor, who's like in, in the, behind the scenes. Yeah, sun. thank you so much. Um, thank Big you shout guys. out to Coco Galore, who is leading Bad Dog Theater. Oh, cool. grabbing. There's amazing, amazing artists, BIPOC artists, trans artists, uh, disabled artists that, um know, if this is, that's the comedy you deserve. so go
5: get it right bye thank you thank you bye yay (laughs) are we signing off (laughs) i think we're still
3: live are we live still we're still live
5: oh man